Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Look around and you'll see 
Growing up, I watched my mama doing laundry in the sink, and my brother's clothes and mine were kind of tattered. But we had love and we had faith, and there was laughter in our home. So I guess we had the only things that mattered. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Be it smooth, be it rough, you just can't say it enough. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Nothing much has changed as the days and years flew by. If it wasn't sad, you'd say it's kind of funny. <laughs> Though I surely can't proclaim that I've tried my very best. Just like my folks, I'm not too good at making money. But Hashem knows what He's doing. It's His world after all. Why waste time in useless second-guessing? All the trials and tribulations are but means to help us grow. So instead of counting money, count your blessings. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Be it smooth, be it rough, you just can't say it enough. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. There was a time not long ago, I'm not too proud to say, when I resented the good fortune of my friends. How I wish I could take back the envy and the pain, as it brought me less than nothing in the end. But I've cast aside that burden, I'm happy and I'm free. Growing up taught me a thing or two. Now I go around with my guitar and sing for all to hear. The grass is mighty green on my side too. Everyone together. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Be it wrong, you just can't say it enough. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. For more than 40 years, 
our lives were intertwined And that is why what happened Always lingers in my mind On the day we were engaged The ring that I received Had a diamond far more beautiful Than any jewel I'd seen Your parents said that I deserved the most they could provide But little did I know how this Would quickly change our lives With a wedding just behind us A week of music, dance and song I looked down at my hand And found my diamond ring was gone Your parents did not take it well Found it quite hard to accept We searched in every corner Of each room in which we stepped How careless could I be To lose their priceless gift And slowly but still visibly Our ties began to drift Months later we were walking In a chill quite cold for spring When from deep in your coat's pocket You pulled out my diamond ring Look what I found You cried out My dear, you did no wrong I'm so foolish and forgetful It was my fault all along Teased for quite a while Were the source of many laughs But years flew by And it became A story from the past Then I wished you were still here To see our children grown And to comfort my unyielding ache Of facing life alone One morning I'd arrange to clean out some old things When in my old valise I found A dusty diamond ring I felt my body tremble As I viewed the stone and band It was a perfect copy Of the ring worn on my A day goes by that I'm not thinking of the life we shared together and your sweet and boundless love. Not only was I blessed by the kindness you had shown, if what I'd lost had not been found, I never would have known. If what I'd lost had not been found, 
JM in the AM. Monday morning broadcast as we head back to school and back to work. And that's from Journeys, volume number five, The Ring. Before that, you heard Journeys, volume number five with Baruch Hashem. Uh, let's see. Ataliyes with Lechai Olamim. Himlin done by Chaim Shlomo Mayas. Nachas was uh, Be'elam Hashem or had Be'elam Hashem. Lanetzach from Mordechai Ben David, Eitan Katz with Nigun on the Roof and Makor Chaim, Masecha Hashem, it's our Monday morning theme song from Mayor Sherman, and of course, Regesh Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. Welcome to a Monday on this final day of October, October the 31st of, um, what are we in, 2022? <laughs> hard, hard to believe. <laughs> day number six in the month of Mar Cheshvan, the year 5783. Tufshin Pei Bays. Uh, today's the first day of Bahab. If you're not familiar with that, consult with your local rabbi. Today is the first day of Bahab. So um, it was a relatively Baruch Hashem, thank God, nice and peaceful Shabbat, and I hope it was the same for everybody out there. And then Saturday night we heard the news of what happened in Hebron, or near Hebron, to be more accurate. And... Um, it is awful, obviously. No other way to say it. When uh, the terrorists are successful in murdering Jews. And in this case, Ronen Hananya was killed in what's being called the Kiryat Arba terror attack. The funeral for Ronen Hananya took place yesterday. And um, there have been, uh, as we know, there have been multiple terror attacks, especially in Yudan Shamron and other areas as well. Over the last few weeks, we spoke about it on Friday here at JM in the AM. Uh, this one, however, uh, hits particularly hard and particularly home for many of us because... Um, we're very familiar with the area. In fact, with um, just a couple of weeks to go till Parashat Chaye Sarah and the massive gathering in Hebron, it's hard not to uh, focus on the uh, area where the attack took place. Uh, but in addition to that, there were a couple of people involved, victims of the attack, who were injured and Baruch Hashem are still with us who mean a tremendous amount to um, to us and to those who are regular visitors in Hebron. And um, with that in mind, we ask everybody to continue to daven for uh, Ofer Ohana, who, um, whose name is Ofer Bentova, and anybody who is even slightly familiar with Hebron of the last 30 years, knows that Ofer, and that's how most people know him, just as Ofer, 
has been uh, one of the leaders, one of the defenders, and I say that in so many ways, literally physical defender of Hebron and the people there and defender of Hebron and so many other manners as well. Um, plus, in addition to that, our good friend Yoni Bleichbard, who has uh, been with us, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine how many times he's been with us on the air in the last 20 years. Uh, Yoni was injured as well in the attack, so we are asking everyone to continue to pray for the victims of that uh, terrorist attack on Saturday night. We remember with tremendous sadness Ronen Hananya, who was uh, murdered in that attack. And if there is one thing that we learned from all of this, and again, we alluded to this on Friday, if there's one thing we learned, it's that the, um, as much as, thank God, Jews continue to live in re- relative peace and uh, in areas that continue to flourish in Israel, there are families that have suffered tremendous losses and are going to find it very hard to rebound when uh, family members are murdered and or injured by the enemy in these types of attacks. So as we uh, continue to make our plans to go to Israel, and I hope so many people continue to do that, and as we continue to uh, think about our role in the future of the state of Israel, and I hope our listeners continue to do that, uh, we also have to remember those who are really giving the ultimate sacrifice so that we can have Israel. And I think this was a... uh, a strong indication of that whole theme once we made Havdalah and heard the news from Israel. So that's the, uh, that's the update, and it's a, a sad update, certainly. And we're, we're thrilled, frankly, that our friends are still around. Obviously, that uh, means a tremendous amount to us. But the fact that uh, Ronen was killed and the fact that the... Um, that the community now in Hebron has to live in the aftermath of this latest attack. Very, very difficult. And I hope that we will continue to keep our brothers and sisters in our minds as we move forward. Very common these days to spend very little time focused on what has happened. In some ways that's good, in some ways it's not good. Um, I was speaking to, uh, I was speaking to somebody on Saturday night, a bunch of people called me to, to talk about what had happened in the, uh, terror attack, uh, after Shabbat. And, um, we were, we were focused on the fact that the Hebron massacre took place almost literally 20 years ago to the day of this attack. Um, November of 2002. And here we are 20 years later, and in some ways a lot has not changed. In some ways a lot has changed, and in some ways a lot has not changed. So we continue to pray for the uh, victims and uh, pray for their roof wash, for their speedy recovery, speedy and full recovery. And um, 
let's focus let's focus on Israel. Those of us tuned in around the world, we should always be focused on Israel. That's the prize that our eye needs to be on. But uh, today, or I should say the events of this weekend, certainly, unfortunately, make it much easier for us to focus on what's happening in the Holy Land. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Segal Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Election Day in Israel is tomorrow. Election Day in Israel is tomorrow. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. At least I think it'll be interesting to see what happens, although, frankly, with uh, so many predictions out there uh, predicting that we're just going to have yet another deadlock in the attempt to form a government, I don't know. In some ways, I, I understand those who get frustrated by that process, but it is remarkable. If there's, a sil- if there's a silver lining, it is remarkable that Israel is able to function with election after election after election producing a uh, deadlock <laughs> or something near a deadlock when it comes to uh, forming a government. It's really something. I, something. I think there's something to be said for it also, by the way. In terms of uh, trying to navigate the political scene in Israel, I think it's an important point to keep in mind that it seems, even in these situations, even in these political deadlocks, the country's able to function, which is miraculous in some ways. Anyway, that's where we're at uh, this morning on a Monday at JM in the AM. My thanks to Matis for uh, taking care of our JM Sunday yesterday. My thanks to Matis and to Mayor Fertig, who are going to be sitting in it toward the end of the week while I head to the uh, Windy City for my future son-in-law's Ufruf. Later today, Rabbi Nachman Schachter, who is author of the book Ten Steps to Eternity, the fascinating narrative of Avram Avinu's 10 tests and true stories of how we follow his example today. Uh, that will be our focus in hour number three this morning, uh, courtesy of our friends at Artscroll. Go to artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio for your discount and free shipping. Always use promo code radio. The book is called 10 Steps to Eternity. We get to discuss the father of all fathers, Avraham Avinu, the great Abraham, uh, later on this morning in hour number three at JM in the AM. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I wanted to tell everybody at the moment, but I think that does cover it for the moment. Good morning. Welcome. Continue to pray for our friends in the holy city of Hebron and, of course, throughout the entire state of Israel. And thanks for uh, being with us and being tuned in on this first day of Bahab. If you're not familiar with Bahab, consult with your local rabbi. Final day of October, 6th of Marcheshvan, JM and the AM, as we continue here with the Tal Vaknin.
Totally done by Avi Shai. Tal Vaknin was in there with Boker. Mazel done by Maishi Tischler. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio, around the world of women, AlchemSegal.com, and then AlchemSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's on the background. Our news from Israel coming up. Guess what? Tomorrow's election day. Tomorrow is election day in Israel. A week from tomorrow is election day here in the United States. Lots of elections, lots of stuff going on politically in both countries. That I can guarantee you. Hour number three this morning. Nachman Schachter is going to join us. Ten Steps to Eternity is the name of the book. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. Continue to pray for our friends in Hebron who were victims of the terror attack this past Motzei Shabbat. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 1 p.m. newscast for a Monday's next. Boker Tov from Jam Nam. Galitzal, Mirushalayim, Shaachat. Shalom Rav, Baulpan, Amit Calderon, in Mashekor Achshav. Bechirot Alpaim Esrimushtaim. בסביבת נתניהו חוששים כי הצהרותיו של איתמר בן גביר אתמול על תפקיד השר לביטחון הפנים תעלנה לגוש בבחירות. כך פרסם הבוקר כתבנו הפוליטי יובל סגב. בכירים בליכוד אמרו לגלי צהל, איבדנו שליטה על בן גביר. בריאיון לאמיר איבגי ביומן הצהריים טען בן גביר, נתניהו תמך בכוונתי לדרוש את תפקיד השר לביטחון הפנים, יש לו יועצים שרוצים ממשלה עם גנץ. זה מוזר לי שביום חמישי בלילה נפגשתי עם נתניהו במלון ליאונרדו, ושם הצגתי לו שאני רוצה לדרוש את השר לביטחון פנים. הייתה התלהבות מאוד מאוד גדולה, ויותר מזה, גם הוא וגם אנשיו אמרו לי, תשמע, זה מביא קולות מחוץ לגוש, זה מביא לנו את השישי ואחד. את נתניהו אני אוהב אהבת נפש, אבל לדעתי, יש לו שם יועץ או שניים, שהחליטו ללכת עם גנץ. ובתוך כך, משטרת ישראל סיימה את הערכותה ליום הבחירות. ניצב משנה אלי עובדיה, קצין אגם מחוז שי, סיפר בגלי צה"ל על ההכנות. משטרת ישראל מחר תיערך בהערכות צי, הן בגלל כמות ההתרעות והאירועים החריגים שחווינו בתקופה האחרונה. כ-18,000 שוטרים וכמובן מתנדבים יערכו בכל רחבי הארץ, מדן ועד אילת, כדי לאפשר זכות בחירה לכלל כמעט 7 מיליון בעלי זכות הצבעה. בית המשפט המחוזי בתל אביב גזר שש שנות מאסר על תושב העיר שביצע עבירות מין בביתו בת החמש לפני כ-40 שנה. 
מבית המשפט מדווחת כתבתנו אנה פינס. רענן יוסף הודה כי החל משנת 1984 ובמשך שש שנים ביצע שורת עבירות מין בביתו הקטינה וירצה כעת שש שנות מאסר. המעשים התגלו רק כשביתו בגרה והתעמתה בתחילת שנות האלפיים עם אביה. בגזר הדין קבעו השופטים כי הנאשם דרס ברגל גסה את תפקידו כאב, הוא מחולל המעשים והפוגע היחיד. שני גברים מהמרכז נאשמים בשוד ותקיפה של קשיש חולה במחלת הפרקינסון באזור התחנה המרכזית בתל אביב, לאחר שהיכו והפשיטו אותו באלימות. השניים קראו את מכנסיו וגנבו מכיסו 400 שקלים. לצד כתב האישום הוגשה בקשה לעצור אותם עד לתום ההליכים. המלחמה באוקראינה. מתקפת טילים של צבא רוסיה פגעה משמעותית במתקני תשתיות בכל רחבי אוקראינה והותירה מיליוני אזרחים ללא גישה למים. מדווח כתב חדשות החוץ יהונתן גריל. תקיפות אוויריות ופיצוצים נשמעו הבוקר בכל רחבי אוקראינה. חיל האוויר עדכן כי למעלה מחמישים טילי שיוט של צבא רוסיה נורו לעבר מתקני תשתית חיוניים. ארבעים וארבעה מהם יורטו. ראש עיריית קייב ויטלי קליצ'קו הצהיר כי שמונים אחוז מאספקת המים לבירה הופסקה בעקבות הפגיעות וכי מאות אלפי אזרחים נותרו ללא חשמל וקרא לתושבים לאגור מים בבתיהם. ומזג האוויר ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות, גשם מקומי צפוי לרדת מצפון הארץ ועד לצפון הנגב וייתכנו סופות רעמים בעיקר בצפון. קיים חשש קל משיטפונות בבקעת הירדן, בנחלי מדבר יהודה וים המלח. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
They call it the Israeli rock set as done by Yaakov Shweki. Wow, that is a powerful set to say the least. Uh, JMM on a Monday morning as we head back to school and back to work. Before that, the uh, 7 o'clock hour began with Simcha Liner and Shuvi, this portion of NSN programming. Brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abels and Hyman, kosher hot dog, sausage, and deli is the world's best. Serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try a&H today. You'll be glad you did. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, JM in the AM. I'm here through Wednesday. Then uh, Matis and Mayor Fertig will take over uh, while I head to the uh, Windy City for my uh, future son-in-law's Ofrof. We continue to pray for the victims of the attack in Hebron or near Hebron this past Saturday night, uh, an attack that took the life of uh, Ronen Hananya. And uh, has left uh, some of our good friends injured, including uh, Ofer. A lot of people in this audience know Ofer. Uh, and um, including Yoni Bleichbard. And uh, we continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in Hebron and throughout all of Israel. Tomorrow is election day. It's a six-hour difference between here, New York, and Israel right now. That's why the uh, newscast was the 1 p.m. newscast. Israel is on standard time. Uh, election day is tomorrow in Israel. Uh, much of the world will be paying close attention to what happens, although I think most people know it's going to happen. I think people are expecting it's going to be a deadlock. And uh, we'll see if, in fact, that's what happens. Don't think we'll know much this week about the possibility of a government formation, but you never know. You never know. That's for sure. Feel free to comment on the app. Good morning, listener, Chaya. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Um, trying to see here if there's any update, but it doesn't look like there's any major update regarding the attack from Saturday night. Coming up in hour number three this morning, the book is called 10 Steps to Eternity, the fascinating narrative of Avram Avinu's 10 tests and true stories of how we follow his example today. Nachman Schachter is going to join us. He's author of the book. It's an Art Scroll release. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. It's called 10 Steps to Eternity. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. 10 Steps to Eternity. I know it's got an ominous uh, feel to it, that title, right? <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, but I've read the book, and uh, I read most of it, and it is, uh, it is fascinating. It really is fascinating. Especially, I hope, I hope Nachman Schachter allows me to focus a little bit on the 10 tests of Avraham in general. Um, I don't see why he wouldn't. Uh, there's a lot of um, modern application, let's put it that way, but I want to focus on the actual tests as well, so we'll try to do that coming up in the um, in the uh, third hour this morning here at JMNAM. Avrami has sent, me, has sent me today's schedule, and Rabbi Benji Kramer is up with Mayor Me Lim starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, a segment done in memory of Mayor Weingarten. Um, this week, Rabbi Kramer will discuss Hebrew roots to biblical names. Hebrew roots to biblical names. That happens at 9 o'clock this morning. At 10 o'clock, after further review, it'll be Yoni Pollock and company discussing the World Series, the NBA, the NFL. That'll be coming up at 10 a.m. Uh, and then, of course, plenty of music all day long right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. It's a Monday after all, so enjoy our Monday music marathon. 
and everything that we have to offer on a Monday here at the Nahum Siegel Network. All right, more coming up. DJ Yossi Newman and company at JM in the AM. Welcome to the celebration. Heroes of the generation. Step on up now to the dance floor. Hands together, clap, let's see you so. So come and celebrate. Let the music resonate. Nicky Nut will elevate. Yeah, yeah, exhilarate. Everybody's singing. Ayo, ayo. Everybody's dancing. Ayo, ayo. So join the fun. It's just begun. And don't hesitate to light up this moment with Ayo. Okay, shout. Ayo. Ayo. Lay, 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 lay,
here at JM in the AM. That is uh, quite a song, to say the least. Uh, before that, the um, uh, selection from the Solomon Brothers, the Nigun, Yossi Newman and Company with AOK. And here we are on a Monday morning broadcast, heading back to school and back to work with JM in the AM. Spread the word, everybody. Ain't no better way to start the week than with us. 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time every single Monday through Friday. And, of course, great programming all day long, including May Ear Me Lim coming up at 9 o'clock with Rabbi Benji Kramer. He'll discuss Hebrew roots of biblical names. That'll be his topic today. A segment always dedicated to the memory of Mayor Weingarten. Um, so make sure to be uh, tuned in all through the day. Lots of great programming, music, and more on the Nahum Siegel Network. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Um, let us know how things are going. Morris says, wow, what a nigun, which cat's brother. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, they are both so amazing. I heard Eitan was amazing in H. Kodesh's past Motsay Shabbos, a great day to all. I would assume Eitan was in fact amazing. No question about that. Um, and their music is remarkable. We had Eitan Katz on earlier in the uh, six o'clock hour. But this past song was uh, Aaron Razel, and before that, the Solomon Brothers here at JM and the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebnevis of Alevi, Zechonishmas Esther Basavis of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We read in Lechadodei, Mikdash Melech Er Melucha, the palace of the king, the city in its kingdom. The fact that we begin at the start of Shabbos to talk about the Chorben Yerushalayim, the Chorben Beis HaMikdosh, and our great thirst to rebuild the Beis HaMikdosh is explained in the Iyun Tefillah. There it elucidates the Talmud in Shabbos says, If Klau Yisrael would observe two Shabbosos according to the Halacha, Miyad Nigalin, they would be immediately redeemed. Now that the fact is that we are accepting the Shabbos, 
It is a nechama for Yerushalayim. It is a comfort, and it gives hope in our hearts that quickly the redemption will come. In the Sefer Arve Nachal, it states there in Parshas B'Shalach that every Shabbos there is his oiris for Geula. There's an inspiration for redemption. That's the reason that we say, Lo lo sikomi. Don't be ashamed. Don't be humiliated. Why are you downcast? And we end off by saying, As the city is built upon its hilltop. We can understand that even now in Golos, in the exile, the Shechina has been lowered. However, L'chododi tells us, why are you upset? All you have to do, find consolation, find shelter in Hashem. Then the true Malchus can be rebuilt. Redemption can come. In 1848, there was a great fervor. Rumors had been in Klal Yisrael that Mashiach was going to arrive. They said that the great Rishner was the Mashiach. When the Rishner heard the rumors, he said the following, The truth is, the generation doesn't deserve a miraculous redemption. B'nai Yisrael will only be freed if they are granted permission to return to Eretz Yisrael. What we need to do first is to establish the facts rather than to rely on dreams and desires. When we return to Hashem in true love and in tshuva, then the true redemption will arrive. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. Even if it's not good, it's not good to be 
J.M. in the A.M. That's uh, Mordechai Shapiro, of course, here on a Monday morning broadcast, heading back to school and back to work with us at J.M. the A.M., keeping in mind our friends in Chevron who have suffered this uh, tremendous loss, the murder on the uh, Saturday night attack of Ronen Hananya. A couple of our friends I mentioned are among the injured, including Ofer Ohana, Ofer Bentova, including Yoni Bleichbard, who uh, seems to be out of the hospital already, thank God. Keep them in mind. JM and AM Monday, uh, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Enjoy a 10% discount at all Abel's and Hyman products at kosherdogs.net with promo code radio. A&H has been serving the kosher world since 1954, and A&H products are available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. The book is called 10 Steps to Eternity. Nachman Schachter is going to join us in our third hour this morning. May your me limb. With Rabbi Benji Kramer coming up at 9 o'clock, he'll uh, talk about the origin of uh, the Hebrew origin of uh, Jewish names. Oh, the he- Hebrew origin of biblical names, rather. Hebrew origin of biblical names. That'll be coming up uh, 9 o'clock with Meir Milim. Thank you, Rabbi Benji Kramer. Much appreciated. Um, oh, by the way, you know how we, I've been on this kick and... It's been a legitimate kick about all the different places that are tuned into us. Um, lots of cities in the United States. Remember, by the way, no matter where you are in the United States, Election Day is November the 8th, a week from tomorrow. Lots of cities in Israel. Remember, no matter where you are in Israel, Election Day is tomorrow. No matter where you are in Israel, Election Day is tomorrow. Well, I just got a communique from Cartagena, Colombia. Cartagena, Colombia. One of our great listeners tuned in from there. And no doubt is spreading the word about how great a uh, broadcast we are <laughs> and that people in Cartagena would enjoy it on a daily basis. So, yes, this uh, global effort continues to be global and to be effective, and I'm very proud of that. And um, I thank you all for tuning in. JM and the AM on a Monday morning broadcast as we continue with Itzik Orlev.
גלי הזמן מושכים, קירות גדולים עכשיו נופלים, מבט חטוף אומר הכל, לא נותן לזה לגדול, שערה גדולה בפנים, בלב סולם למלאכים, מי יורד ומי עולה, מתבייש ומתכסה. עוצב עיניי ומתוודה. התפילות שלי פשוטות, אין בי שום מילים יפות. הכוונות גם מכוסות, קבל אותן תמימות טובות. ואין בי שום מילים יפות, שום הקולים, קבל אותי, תוריד עיניי את הכוחות. שם בין חדרי הלב, אור גדול שמחבר, מיתר קטן לנשמה, מחזיק אותי נותן תקווה. לא, אני לא רוצה להיות מספר, אני רוצה להיות בדיוק ישר. אין מנצחים ואין מפסידים, שום דבר עוד לא נגמר. התפילות שלי זה מה שנשאר. התפילות שלי פשוטות, אין בי שום מילים יפות. הכוונות גם מכוסות, קבל אותן תמימות טובות. ואין בי שום מילים יפות, שום הכל מי קבל אותי.
בידיים עושים לי סדר מה חשוב באמת, מה יותר או פחות מאושר קטן גם כשבא בדמעות לדברים הטובים כדאי לחכות זה בא shoulders of giants how can we even compare to elders wise and so pious but in this hour what person's power no generation has ever seen do you know what one pure deed could mean from page is there anything you would change if you knew you were on the world stage change no more escaping the world is waiting for you to hear the call will you make the choice to change it all
Wrapping up the hour with Yaakov Shweki's It Could Be You. Regaim before that from Jonathan Sheinfeld. You heard Chaim Yisrael and Tzfilot. Here on a Monday as we head back to school and back to work with JM and the AM, this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world the web at NahumSingle.com on the NahumSingle network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Our friends at Art Scroll have made us aware and have uh, sent over an amazing brand new book. It is entitled 10 Steps to Eternity, the fascinating narrative of Avram Avinu's 10 tests and true stories of how we follow his example today. Nachman Schachter is the author. Uh, remember the rule, go to artscroll.com, always use promo code radio. Again, go to uh, artscroll.com, make sure to use promo code radio for your major discount and your free shipping. Again, the book is entitled 10 Steps to Eternity, the fascinating narrative of Avram Avinu's 10 tests and true stories of how we follow his example today. And the timing could not be better because those of you who are paying careful attention to the Torah reading this past Shabbat, Avram who eventually will become Avraham Avinu, was introduced uh, toward the end of Parshas Noach. So impeccable timing for sure. Uh, the book is entitled 10 Steps to Eternity, the fascinating narrative of Avram Avinu's 10 tests and true stories of how we follow his example today. A pleasure to welcome, welcome Nachman Schachter to JM and the AM. Nachman, a pleasure to uh, say good morning and congratulate you on the brand new book. Thank you very much, Nachum. I appreciate you bringing me on. Thank you very much. So it's interesting. I think one of the greatest services you've done with this book, and I am not trying to veer away from the uh, direction that you've taken. I just need to mention this. It is for many of us, it's never been clear what the 10 tests actually were, what Avram Avinu was uh, challenged with. Uh, by the one above. Some of them are obvious to us. I mean, Akedah Sitzchak, obviously the binding of Isaac is one uh, that I think, you know, most people know about. Uh, but uh, I think one of the great services you've done is familiarized us with the entire list of 10 tests. Did you find as you uh, uh, were writing the book or researching the book that uh, that this would in fact be a very important service to the Jewish world? So you're, you're bringing up a very interesting point because there were many reasons why I wrote this. And actually, one of them was that reason, because I know we all know the famous ones. We know the Lechlecha, we know getting thrown into the fire, we know uh, Mila, we know four or five, but then the other six sort of like fall through the cracks of, I don't know, and I don't know, and that's the end of it. So, yes, I did feel that I was going to awaken uh, everyone to realize, wow, here are the 10 tests. And um, as many people have said, not everyone agrees to all the 10 tests, which they were. This right. is a, uh, a machoket. Right. So in the back of my paper, I put many of the other opinions of what they were. Um, you know, what's interesting, and, and you alluded to it with the, the couple that you mentioned. Um, there, are, uh, there are tests uh, that Avram Avinu um, passed that he was able to persevere on. Um, that are that are you know we we easily understand why they are considered tests. Brismila, right? That's an obvious one. Lechlecha, 
Uh, I didn't realize until I read your book that it was a 1,000 mile, at least 1,000 mile uh, trek for Avram Avinu to fulfill Lech Lecha and to follow uh, God's command to go to a land that he would be eventually informed about. He was not told about it uh, when the first command was given in this week's parsha. Uh, the Akedah, of course, we mentioned, etc. But some of them are, are, are more in the abstract. Some of them don't even look like tests. Uh, those that demonstrated faith in Hashem, the war with the kings, where Hashem, uh, where Avram Avinu rather is uh, fighting for the honor of God, even though the uh, the odds are against him uh, in a in a conflict like that. Do you find that some are really practical and others are much more abstract and obscure? Well, it certainly is true. We we um, look at a test as Hashem said X. And Avraham had to overcome that. But the very first test is that he's living alone, secluded, and he's in a cave or wherever he is, and he's now has to grab onto that Kaddish Baruch is the only person. And after he survives that, he goes with it, and he's not upset and angry that how come I can't go out and play ball like the rest of the boys and go to the ball games? I'm alone. He doesn't do that. He is, I realize, I realize who I am. I realize what Kaddish Baruch Hu is, and I'm going to persevere. Ah, that becomes a test. He survives it. He survives it. And the, um, and the test is the solitary existence, as you describe it. The test is correct. the solitude, the loneliness he must have felt being the only correct. one to be in that mindset of everybody around. And I, I never thought of it like that. You know, loneliness, aloneness, solitary, solitude is is torture for I, I think for everybody, but maybe you know to different degrees depending on one's personality and makeup. But that was the first test that Avramavinu had to overcome, which is absolutely amazing, frankly, uh, when you think about it like that. Um, it wasn't now when we think we think of when we think of solitude we're in a house and we're locked up for six months in a year. Right. Here's an individual who has solitude of the world. Right. And He's the only individual in the world that, that thinks as he thinks. That is, that is really powerful. Yeah, his mind was in solitude, so to speak. And that's, right. and that's what's so you know, hard to fathom and what brings our appreciation uh, of Avraham, you know, even... Uh, even makes it even more, even higher. Nachman Schachter is with us. The book is called 10 Steps to Eternity. I know there's a lot to talk about regarding the book, and there's a lot of current day lessons to learn from the stories you tell. We'll try to get to some of those coming up. I just want to uh, you know, stick with this list for a moment. Um, when, um, when, when Avram leaves to go to Egypt, he leaves Eretz Yisrael to go to Egypt because there's a famine. So there are some who might regard that as the fa- as a failure of a test from the one above, yet we know it as a positive passing, uh, a you know being able to overcome uh, failure. In fact, you know turned it into a positive. How 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 difficult must it be when one does not know what direction to go in, and frankly doesn't is isn't one hundred percent convinced that the direction they're going in is right, and then of course. You know, ipso facto, so to speak, they discover they made the right decision. So, um, the Ramban does say that it was a failing, a shogig, shogig on Abraham's part 
to go to Mitzrayim, well, he should have had more bitachin in a Kaddish Right. Interesting enough, I have brought many different commentaries. I did not bring that in my Sefer, because he says it, and uh, no one else says it. it. These things are so complicated, because yeah. we're dealing with Avraham Avinu, who is the greatest of the great, who spoke to God, dealt with Malachim. It is so... It is so sensitive to try to get really what did he mean, think, how did it happen? So it's just so complicated to, to put your point on what the Rabban says it. He clearly does say it. Understood, I but I think the more important point is that the majority of commentators, you know, will will tell us that in that episode he was actually demonstrating faith and not and not re- and sort of not relying on miracles, right? Which is one of the things we're always we're always told to do. Yes, that is exactly right. Uh, he was able to have his finger on the pulse of what Hashem wanted, and he was able to simply move ahead. Aramzino took little baby steps to figure what Hashem wanted, and he 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 acted as he felt was correct. As right. you said, yes, most commentaries say he went down to Mitzrayim, even though he had no there was no directive. Hashem didn't say leave Canaan, go to Mitzrayim, but he he. He used the euphemism he used. He read the tea leaves. He realized this is what he needs to do, and he did it. And, and he was right. And, and we, right. and we, you know, we read this morning uh, about the uh, episode of preparing for the eventuality that uh, the Egyptians would abduct his wife Sarai. And um, you know, we, we of course, I mean, every, everyone has their impression of what you know of what he did and how he handled the situation. But the positive aspect of that situation is his reaction to the entire episode. Sometimes one can pass a test from the one above just simply by keeping a, 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 an even keel and an even disposition throughout an episode. Would you say that's the lesson from that? That is the incredible lesson from Avraham Avinu. Under the most difficult, trying situations, he is even keeled, and he knows in the back of his mind, this is what Hashem wants. I need to pray to Hashem. There is no physical, there is no positive action that I can do because I can't exactly fight all the Egyptians. They're a lot more than I am, and I need to just rely on Hashem. I'm not sure what he has in mind. He doesn't know. He really never knows what the end result is. Right. But I must pray to Hashem and move ahead slowly to what I think I need to do. You know what it reminds me of, sort of, um, very often we'll say that, you know, you want to you want to encourage people to do the right thing, obviously. But one of the things we always emphasize is what was their intent? What was their intent? Did they did they do it l'shem shamayim? Did they go out there for a positive purpose? That was the honor of God, you know, accompanying them as they went ahead and did this. Even if someone, God forbid, does something wrong, and wrong may be the wrong word, frankly, but does something questionable, intent and and the atmosphere in which they put themselves when embarking. On that, on that act is so vital and so important. Well, we do see exactly what happened with the uh, the Kipshon age, with the getting thrown into the fire. Right. Avraham's intentions were pure, and and uh, Haran's intentions were well. Let's see who wins. Let's see who wins this one. And but he decided to go with Avraham, and he said, "I'm I'm in Avraham's camp. I will go into the fire." And he was killed. So. We only see what the physical result is. But God, 
God knows really what everyone's intention is. So we have to do the best we can right. with the with the information in front of us, and we move ahead. Nachman Schachter is with us. The book is called 10 Steps to Eternity. Go to artsgirl.com. Use promo code radio. The timing could not be any better. We literally uh, read about the introduction of Avram into the um, uh, into history at the end of this past Shabbos and the Parshios that this book uh, deals with are Parshios that are uh, current and upcoming. So we are highly, highly recommending this. Plus, I read it, and I could tell you that I'm highly recommending it. At what point, Nachman Schachter, I mean, uh, I, oh, and we should mention, of course, that the Akedah, the Bris, as you said, uh, the um, uh, chasing, uh, throwing Hagar and her son and his son out of the out of the home, all these are obviously uh, among the more famous or the more well-known Bris ben Abbasarim, although, again, sometimes we are not 100% sure what that test was, wh- why it was a test. Uh, you describe it as uh, Avram being told what 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 the what his children would go through, Bnei Yisrael would go through, and yet he was able to keep the faith in the one above. Um, at what point did you realize that there's a possibility here to relate all these tests to episodes of today, stories that either you know about or you heard about or knew you know or or in the future as you did your research, you knew you'd be hearing about stories of today, contemporary stories that actually you know, relate to these 10 tests? Do we have the nerve? Do we have the chutzpah <laughs> to go ahead and and think that episodes happening in 2022 could actually be compared to what Avram Avinu went through? Well, again, I'm not comparing them. The only thing we did was to relate stories of people who did, who did their actions. Um, their actions, their, their intentions, uh, their wants, that was up to them. And I don't think anyone is saying that when Mrs. Uh, Davidowitz did whatever she did, wow, exactly like Abramovin. I really don't think that is, any, is anyone's thought. It's just that we see that um, someone was tested in whatever it was, and they reacted, and wow, that's really interesting what they did. That's what it's all about. We're here to see that someone had a, had a similar situation, and it was an incredible result. Um, that's very fascinating. So that's what that's what we're doing. Yeah, it certainly is fascinating. Yeah, believe, believe me, I was just being dramatic because I think the concept's great. <laughs> right. You uh, asked me at one point that I decide to link it to stories. Right. So this has this has uh, a few stages. The first stage is when I started to learn this. I never intended to learn it to write a book. I intended to learn it to learn more about Amuna. Ramavina was the first individual in the Torah. Of um, it says that Hashem, he believed Hashem, he believes in Hashem. That's the first time you find the word of Amuna in the Torah. Therefore, I decided let me study, let me learn of Ramavinu, who was the first Balamuna. So I was going through probably up to about the fifth test when I realized this is too powerful. I'm sure other people are going to be interested. Let me start possibly writing this down and to see where I, where I go with this. And then probably about going over it and about the sixth or seventh, tenth test, many things I did with my wife. My wife and I, of course, were, were really partners in this, even though I was learning it, but we I discussed it with her. And then especially when I, I went into the, edit, the, to the writing phase, she helped me all along the way. So we said, this is a good idea. Let us, um, let's put some stories to it. 
and that's that's the the genesis of this uh, of the book. Yeah, it's an amazing concept, and the fact that uh, people today can relate to it. It's a I mean, I, I overuse this expression. I call books like this a musser safer. Uh, maybe uh, it's more accurate as you described it, a safer about uh, bitachon faith, uh, following the the lead of one of, of our greatest leader, our greatest father. Uh, I don't want to say greatest leader. That may, may not be fair, but certainly the father of the Jewish people, and that's Avram Avinu. Nachman Schachter is with us. The book is called Ten Steps to Eternity. All right, we should do a couple of examples for people. Um, I, this i got to leave to you because the book is chock full of so many amazing stories, so many uh, incredible tales. Can you can you link one of the Avram Avinu references to a story for us and inspire us this morning? Uh, to tell you a story? Well, I mean, or, or or tell us, okay. uh, you know, one one of the uh, one of the tests of Avraham, and then how one of the stories relates to that. Okay, so I will tell you a story, um, a story that is not in the book, mm. an amazing story of somebody who lives in Baltimore, right? And his name is David Meister. Rabbi, Rabbi David Meister was the English principal of TI. Still, uh, he's an elderly. He's a uh, a very nice man, a friend of mine. And um, I went to him, asked him, do you have any stories? Like it did to so many people. I said, right. do you have a story or story in your family? So he said that in World War II, his father was in the Polish army. Now, in World War I, Poland just overran Germany because for whatever reason, Poland was more successful. They were stronger, yada, yada, yada. But when it came to World War II, Poland stayed as they were in World War One. They still had horses pulling cannons. They still were shooting with with very uh, old type of uh, of, um, of of weapons. While, as you know, Germany they mechanized. They had flying. They had planes. They had tanks. So when um, Mr. Meister entered the army, it took three days for Germany to to not, knock over uh, Poland. That was it. They just walked right through. There was nothing there. So they had a lot of prisoners. Germany had a lot of prisoners. They had Polish prisoners, and they separated the uh, Jewish prisoners. And um, they gave them very little to eat. World War II, there was very little to eat. And uh, they would give them four loaves of bread. Each each group would got four loaves of bread. Well, the um, commandant, who was a very insidious, terrible person, decided one day to have fun. What was his fun? Instead of giving the loaves of bread to the prisoners, he took the loaves of bread, four loaves of bread, and threw them into the, the cell. And the prisoners realized if they're going to get food, they've got to fight for it. Mm. So there was everyone was flying, hitting each other. Limbs were flying, blood all over the place. And the commandant, he was like in heaven. He was in heaven. He was having a blast. Because what better than seeing people hurt each other, as we know. Well, then he tried the same thing with the Jewish prisoners. Took the four loaves of bread threw it into the prison, into the cell, and all of the prisoners backed up to the wall. Nobody moved. They froze. For five minutes, they were standing there, and the commandant's going crazy. He's ripping his hair out. What's going on here? As one of the prisoners slowly walks up to the four loaves in the middle of the floor, picks them up, and walks around to each prisoner and hands it out. That's what the Jewish prisons did. <laughs> now, these prisons, as you can understand, they were not Russian yeshivas. They were not Gedolim. They didn't have learned. Many of them weren't even so much Tabbas. 
But these were Jewish people who understood what the proper thing is to do. No matter who we are, no matter how much we learn, we have an innate ability given to us by our forefathers to be proper and to do things properly. And this this comes up all the time in our whole history that we we have a great uh, legacy. We have a great legacy. This is why Avram Avinu in the, uh, in the moments, and I know that's uh, not 100% accurate, but in the day, I should say, after his bris milah, he's concerned about, <laughs> about entertaining guests and making sure they have what they have, no matter how much pain he's in, no matter how much discomfort he's in. Yes, because Avram Avinu is the perfect person to, um, the word not imitate, but imitate a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Kaddish yeah. Baruch Hu, all the time, is given to people under all circumstances, whatever they give to him. He is all, Hashem is always doing chesed. So even under these difficult conditions, when our Ramavina was suffering, he's in pain, it doesn't change. My mission is to help people. I'm going to go out and help these people because that's what Hashem does. And that's what we do. We have to have Rachmanus. Hashem does chesed. We have to do chesed. We, we want to do chesed. Because that's what Hashem does. This is our makeup. You reminded me as you were talking about the different approaches to bread distribution when prisoners are desperate to eat. Uh, you reminded me, and it's ironic that we're speaking on October the 31st. I don't know if you're familiar, but uh, uh, in the non-Jewish world, today's a very big candy distribution day. And someone once said to me the difference between today, October the 31st, and Purim, because some people like to make that comparison with dressing up, etc. Uh, the difference is that, uh, uh, that uh, they teach their children to take while we teach our children to give. With Mishloch Manos, that's, that's it. It's ironic that you're, that you're that we're speaking about this today, but I think it's an important lesson to keep in mind. Uh, certainly, uh, ten steps to eternity. The fascinating narrative of Avram Avinu's ten tests and true stories. How he follows example today. Did you? Did you? Uh, did you consider? Uh, um, and again, you know, with the stories, not necessarily uh, always going to happen. When one is writing a book, you're often involved, rightfully so, in the minutia of a book. You're not thinking of major concepts always, but you know, it, it, it is. It is, it is um, remarkable that so many of the things that so many people go through today were tests that Avram Avinu and our forefathers in general went through. And one of them, of course, is a childbirth. And, um, you know, Avram Avinu is, uh, is essentially, you know, told by God uh, that he's going to be the father of a nation. And, you know, and uh, it, it, he, he might have been at some point, you know, skeptical about that. And certainly his wife may have been skeptical about that. Um, it, it has to be that when one delves in, as you did, to the lives of, uh, of, uh, of our forefathers, Avraham specifically, it has to be that it gives even the modern-day couple encouragement that there really is only one being in control of one's fate and one's future. Uh, do, do, do you, when writing this book, do you sometimes consider some of those bigger issues that are part of all this? Well, uh, first of all, as far as Abraham being skeptical, um, and everything that I say is my own uh, at this point. When I wrote the book, it was checked by many people, including Rev. Heidemann and Schlitter. So I tell everything that I wrote in the book is on good footing. Right. But now that we're having a discussion, it's my own understanding, and I'm hoping that I'm saying the right thing, yeah. that um, that Avino never was ever skeptical of a Kaddish Baruch Hu 
what he could do, he couldn't do. Avraham, every second, was accepting and happy with whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him to do. That is as far as that piece. Yeah, I should have said uh, that he could that have been skeptical, <laughs> that it would have been justified, right? <laughs> could have been, and that is true. He could have been, right. but he never was, and he accepted he accepted uh, God's decrees with love. He, he, he was the person who knew that everything that God did was always for the good, and every step he took was in a, in a, with happiness. As far as um, people with childbirth, um, it's a difficult parsha. It's a difficult thing. And davening is all certainly important. Uh, there are a few stories in the book that I have about people, um, couples trying to get uh, to um, have children. Um, that is something that's, just, that's way above my pay grade of what needs to be done. Certainly doctors um, need to be included. Oh, I, I agree yeah, with I you on that. It. I was simply saying that, uh, you know, we talk about how a book like this, you know, as I said earlier, you know, in 2022, can we relate to what Avram Avinu went through? The reality is that there are people in very serious situations that, uh, you know, can gain inspiration from the, from, the, from the blind faith, and I say that in a positive way, that Avram Avinu had in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yes, the inspiration, the book is full of inspiration, inspiration in many different areas, and yes, including childbirth. Uh, Sarah never gave up. Sarah never for a second thought that she wouldn't have ch- a child. She, um, she had to be tough. Yeah. She would, just like a Romavina. And so, I've... Uh, Go ahead. No, I was just saying, Avram Avinu had uh, a bris at the age of... Uh... At uh, the age of 99, and the reality is that uh, today, and certainly over the last uh, 20, 30 years, we've heard so many stories of men who've had a bris at an advanced age, maybe not 99, but certainly a, an age where it was a you know, very difficult decision, a very difficult procedure, but yet today they're emulating what Avram Avina did. Well, everything, the commentators say that everything that we do, is a, there's a spark in us from Avram Avina. Right. That doesn't mean that we will do everything that Avramadino does. But if we can dig deep and we can pull out um, something that is amazing, it has a basis and a spark from Avramadino. Why do we have people today moving to Israel? I mean, you know, we're picking up people. We, have, we now have more Jews in Israel than do in America. Right. Um, because what, what, where does that come from? That comes from Avramadino. Because you don't see um, millions of uh, Italians saying, we're going to move back to Italy. So how about, let's go back, let's all the Swiss say, we're going to go back to Switzerland. This does not happen. These are Jews who who they have uh, a purpose to move to Israel. This is all based from a Ramavino. This is Parsha. It all comes from him. We all have a spark. And when we, we can relate to that spark, that's where it comes from. How is it possible someone from Russia who's 40, 50, 60, 70 years old wants a bris? Right. What, what Russians that are not Jewish want a bris? The spark emanates from Abraham Avinu deep down in us. And when someone can relate to it and can fan the, the, the spark, it glows. It, it goes on and, and he gets that bris. All of this comes from Abraham Avinu and a little piece of us. God Kaviocho made quite a choice, huh? In choosing Abraham. <laughs> he really did. He <laughs> to really say the did. least. Really uh, you'll be inspired, everybody. That I can tell you. Um, it's, uh, uh, it, it, you think at some point in your life you, you've heard it all, but uh, 
not the case at all. There's so much to learn from uh, Avram Avinu, um, no matter what age you might be. Ten Steps to Eternity, the fascinating narrative of Avram Avinu's ten tests and true stories of how we follow his example. Today, Nachman Schachter is the author. It's an Art Scroll release. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code RADIO. Get the book. It's an amazing gift, and it's a fantastic book. For It's always a fantastic book in general, but for this time of year, as we read about Avraham and get to know him even better each time around, uh, it is really well worth it. Nachman Schachter, Mazal Tov on the book. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. I really do feel it's a great Musr Safer, a great Safer, a great book of inspiration, a wonderful way uh, for people to uh, uh, to uh, solidify um, uh, the faith in the one above. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time. Nachman Schachter, everybody. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio for your free shipping and your discount. And, of course, uh, check out all the offerings there on the website. Ten Steps to Eternity. Uh, it was an amazing opportunity to actually uh, delve into what the ten tests were. That's one massive advantage of reading the book. And then, of course, to read some of the contemporary stories that uh, show how we, as a people even today, emulate the incredible acts of Avraham Avinu. I know there's only one song we could play after uh, after an interview like that, and that is, of course, Avraham by Eighth Day on a Monday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Desert sun, you've been told you'd be on the run down to Egypt, to Pharaoh's town, to Rome and Spain, and many other lands. But you open your door to tired men, to lonely passers by. And your care were known far and wide. Father of a nation, your soul is alive. Abraham, are we the children that you dreamed of? Are we that shining star you saw at night? You know it's true, we still call you a our Father, our bride, we got your soul inside. Take us home. Take us home. You've been through every test. Now look a small show in the Midwest A child was born just the other day And all those gathered there heard his mother say All oh, it's been three thousand years And we've been fighting back all the tears 
J.M. and the A.M. Monday morning broadcast with uh, Kishor Shana from H. Naftali Blumenthal had Magain Avraham. Thought that was great to play after that conversation. And Avraham, the song from Eighth Day, followed the conversation with Nachman Schechter here at J.M. and Get the brand new book. Go to artscroll.com. Get the brand new book. Use promo code radio. Nachman Schechter. Ten steps to eternity. It's a good one, to say the least. Monday morning, JMN. We continue to pray for the victims of the of the attack in Hebron this past Saturday night, an attack that claimed the life of uh, Ronen Hananya. We continue to pray for uh, everybody, of course, in the attack. As I said earlier, friends of ours, Ofer Ohana, uh, Ofer Bentova, and uh, Yoni Bleichbard were uh, both in the attack and were injured. Yoni is out of the hospital, from what we hear. Um, Ofer in a serious situation needs our prayers. And I thank those of you who are, in fact, praying for him and all the victims. A, a very difficult episode. I know there's been a lot, of, uh, a lot of attacks, a lot of shootings, a lot of episodes in Yudash Amron and other areas of Israel over the last few months. This one was uh, one of those that really hit home, especially for those of us who have an association with the incredible people of Hebron. Uh, a one-hour time change, which means the in Israel, which means that now it's a six-hour difference between New York and Israel for at least a couple of weeks. A six-hour difference between New York and Israel. Keep that in mind. Election day in the United States is a week from tomorrow. Election day in Israel is tomorrow. Yeah, they'll be voting tomorrow in Israel. And here in the U.S., we cannot encourage people enough. No matter where you are, no matter what city you're in, no matter what state you're in. We cannot encourage people enough to make sure to get out there and vote. Local elections are key. Uh, statewide elections are key. Basically, every election is key. So make sure to go out and vote. And, of course, there's early voting in a whole bunch of places. Um, early voting in a lot of places in this country. Something they don't really have in Israel, as we discussed Friday, but uh, they'll be heading to the polls tomorrow for their election day in the Holy Land. I don't know if we'll have any practical um, results in the next few days. It may take a while before it becomes apparent that somebody is going to be granted the opportunity to actually try to form a government, but uh, we'll see what happens. Um, based on our conversation Friday with Malcolm Honline, it doesn't seem like there's much faith <laughs> in a government being able to be uh, to be formed but you never know right you never know more coming up it's david levy david lowey rather at jm in the am
The Winery Brothers with their instrumental of Esau Ani. Marabu done by David Lowy. You're listening to JM in the AM. Good morning and welcome, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Mayor Me Lim with um, Rabbi Benji Kramer happens at 9 o'clock this morning. We'll talk about the Hebrew roots of biblical names. Uh, again, that's Rabbi Benji Kramer later today, 9 o'clock, just a few minutes from now here right after JM and the AM. At 10 o'clock, it'll be Yoni Pollock and company with the uh, After Further Review program. They'll talk about the World Series, NFL, NBA, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if they'll talk about Kyrie Irving. I have no idea. I don't know if it's worth talking about it. <laughs> Uh, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abels and Hyman make traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Old World Classics, beef, fry, kishka, and more. And modern, better-for-you kosher products, including no-nitrate added, reduced fat, and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website at kosherdogs.net and try A&H today. As we always say, you'll be glad that you did. Uh, we'll wrap things up on a... Um, what is today? Monday here at JM in the AM. <laughs> Plenty happening still this week. In fact, later in the week, uh, Matis and uh, Mayor Fertig are going to be taking over while I head to my future son-in-law's Ufruf. So I will thank them in advance. Um, Barry Weber wraps it up at JM in the AM. Oh, I did it 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 Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish 
moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web and com and the Single Network, and of course, any beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing and incredible Monday here at JMNAM. My thanks to Nachman Schachter. Get the book. It's artscroll.com. Use promo code radio. Book is called 10 Steps to Eternity, an incredible analysis of Avraham Avinu. Uh, a really great book. Enjoyed it very much. Check it out. And, of course, if you missed the interview, go to the archive section of NachumSiegel.com a little later on this morning. Uh, Rabbi Benji Kramer, may hear me limb. He's next. Don't go anywhere. At 10 o'clock, they'll be after further review with Yoni Pollock and Seth Gordon. And uh, they'll discuss a whole bunch of sports. And, of course, our Monday Music Marathon goes on all day long. No need to touch that dial. If you love music, just keep it going at your desk, in your car, wherever you might be. Have a phenomenal and wonderful Monday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.